0: NFL Week Eight. I've had a few bad weeks. I know. No excuses. Though going forward, Atlanta opens up the Thursday nighter in Carolina. The Falcons, one and a half point road underdogs. The Falcons are two and five against spread. Oh and five against the spread on grass. They are one and six straight up in their last seven games. Six and one against the spread on the road. Five and two straight up and six and one against spread as road underdogs is Atlanta. They were 8-2 straight up versus Carolina, 8-2 against spread versus Carolina. Carolina won 23-16 in Atlanta in Week 5. That was Quinn's last game as coach for the Falcons. The under is 6-1 in Carolina versus Atlanta. Home team is 11-5 against the spread in this head-to-head matchup. The under is 11-3-1 when these two teams face off in the last 15 games. Carolina, they're 4-1 against spread 1-6 straight up in their last seven games. i like the Panthers to win and cover the spread. I will go with the trend that the home team is 11-5 against spread first, and take the Panthers, even though McCaffrey won't be in the lineup tonight. Next game, Indy, two and a half point road favorites against Detroit. Colts are 4-2, the Lions are 3-3, three and three. I don't know how. Oh, wait a minute, they beat the Cards, which was a good win, actually. The Falcons and the Jags, though. I, I really don't trust Detroit. I don't know how they got three fucking wins, but that's three losses on my uh, record for doing this, because I bet against them all the time. Nothing I don't think will change this week. The Colts are 4-1 straight up, 1-7 straight up on the road, but 5-1 and one straight up in Detroit. straight up first. Detroit, the road team is 4-0 against spread in this head-to-head. The over is 8-1 in the Lions' last nine home games. That's something to look for. And the over is also 3-1-1 in the head-to-head matchup. Detroit, they're 5-12 against spread. 3-12 straight up. 0-6 straight up at home. 3-10 against the spread at home. 0-7 straight up as a home underdog. Lions have been... Home underdogs in 12 of their last 14 home games, and they have a 5-9 against the spread record. I am on the Colts, and I think they are the better team on both sides of the ball. Matthew Stafford, yeah, he can be nice, but I don't think it amounts to wins. If you actually look at the passing leaders, I believe three of the top five passing leaders so far this year in yards uh, probably are on teams with losing records. Uh, Prior to Dak Prescott going out, I, I know for sure that I think it was four out of the five top. Quarterbacks and passing yards were on losing teams. So take that for what you will. I'm sure that's changed the last couple weeks with the way Brady and Rogers have gone off. I like Indy to win and cover this game. Moving on, Rams at Miami. Dolphins, three and a half point home underdogs. The Rams, they're six and two straight up, ten and four against spread on the road, three and six against the spread versus Miami. One and ten straight up versus Miami. Oh and five straight up in Miami. What goes on with the Rams when they travel east to Florida? The underdog is 4-0 against the spread in the head-to-head. Tua gets his first career NFL start. This is why I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins to win and cover this game. I'll read you the rest of the stats in a second here. But Tua, this kid, it's been exciting. I, I've just been waiting for this kid to fucking play a game tell you the truth. I think Miami has been doing well recently, 4-1 against spread, 4-1 against spread at home, 6-1 straight up versus the Rams, 4-3 against the spread versus the Rams, 6-1 against spread on grass, which is where they play, 5-0 against spread following a bye week, which they just had. I just can't get over the hype of Tua. If I'm wrong on this, so be it. If you guys have a gut feeling, like I always said, I'm giving you stats and numbers. You guys got to decide who the fuck you want to take, who you like in the games, because... I'm not always going to follow some of my numbers, as you guys as realized. Because I stick with my gut sometimes. Sometimes it'll burn me. But I like to rely on it most of the time. So you got to stick with what you believe in on these games. Here are some... So here are just the numbers from me. And I get all my numbers from Bet365. If Bet365 doesn't have something, I'll go on five or six of the different Vegas sites and I'll... I'll take the average of what the spreads are. There, there was one game, what was the game this week? Uh, Tampa Bay, the Giants. I didn't have a spread on Bet365 when I did all my uh, points writing down the games and whatnot for you guys today. So I went on and I saw spreads anywhere from 9 to 12. So I went with the average of 10 and a half, there was, I, I think 10 and a half had the most and it kind of fell right in the middle of those numbers, so that is how I decided my Tampa Giants spread. That game will be last on the docket today. Next up, Las Vegas in Cleveland. The Browns 5 and 2 all of a sudden, good for them. OBJ though, bad news, done for the year, that knee injury last week. I don't know, what can Cleveland do without him. is the question to me. Vegas, they did not look good at all last week. Cleveland at least got the win, although it was over Cincy. So what's going to have 4-8? The Raiders straight up, 4-1 against Spread on the road, 5-17 straight up on the road, 2-7-1 against Spread versus Cleveland. Over has cashed in five of six Raiders games so far. The over is 7-0 and oh when the Browns are favored. 5-0 and oh is the over when Cleveland is a home favorite. Cleveland, they're 3-7 against spread. 5-1 straight up. 7-1 straight up at home. 7-3 against spread versus the Raiders. Fave is 5-1 against spread in this series. I don't know. I'm all... See, I want to pick the Browns, but how much is OBJ going to affect them? Or will it at all? Because they still got a good ground game, although they have a big list of questionables on the injury report. You know what? I'm going to take... I haven't decided on this one yet until I was doing it. I'm going to take the Raiders to win and cover this game. I think they'll do it. I think the OBJ factor could come in big at the end of the game. I think Josh Jacobs might be able to take advantage on the ground where he was totally shut down by the Tampa defense early, and then Brady got Tampa the lead, so he was kind of irrelevant after that because the Raiders were forced to pass the rest of the game. I will take the Raiders to bounce back. Cleveland, a little bit of a slip here. I don't think they're necessarily the worst team in this. I just think this is a good situation for the Raiders to take advantage of. Next, Minnesota, plus 7 on the road in Green Bay. The Packers, are 5-1 against Spread, 11-2 straight up in their last 13. 8-0 oh, straight up at home. They're 4-0 oh against Spread as a home favorite. Minnesota, they're 3-12 straight up as an underdog. They're 1-4 against Spread versus Green Bay. They're 3-8 against the Spread in Green Bay. Green Bay won 43-34 in Week 1. The under is 9-3 in this head-to-head. A bit surprising to me when i seen that. But when I look back, a lot of these games seem to be like that 21-20 sort of shit in the end where it comes down to that divisional rivalry. I am going to roll with Green Bay, though, and I will take the 7 points, and I will go with the favorites, and I will take Green Bay to win and cover. Next up, New England struggling. couple losses in a row. Bills... Shut the Jets down in the second half. That first half was looking a little sloppy, but then they came down and allowed no points in the second half on their way to a victory. The Bills, they're 5-2. The under is cashed in four of six Pats games so far. Pat D has been gassed by the running pass all year. The Bills, though, they're 3-7 against Spread, 5-2 and two straight up. The road team is 28-2 against the Spread in this head-to-head matchup. New England, they're 2-4 against spread, 2-4 against spread on the road. 8-0 straight up in Buffalo, but that's a lot of Brady nonsense. They're also 9-1 straight up in Buffalo, but once again, that's the Brady-Belichick duel. That is not happening now, and Cam Newton might be getting the blame, but like I said, the New England D has been getting gashed in now out. Newton had the COVID, he's been sloppy, yes. I, I think the Bills can take advantage of this, and I think they will win and cover this game. New York Jets on the road in Kansas City to face the defending champs 19 and a half point home favorites are the Chiefs in this game but here's some crazy numbers when I was going over this matchup sure the Jets are one and six against spread they're 0 and 7 on the year Chiefs they're 5 and 2 against the spread and 6 and 1 on the year Jets they average 12 points a game the D Defense, after allowing 30 or more points in each of their first five games, the last two games, they've held their opponents to under 21 points. Step in the right direction for the Jets. Will it be enough? They're 2-6 against spread versus Kansas City, 4-2 straight up versus Kansas City, and they're 6-4 straight up versus Kansas City, 4-6 and six against spread versus Kansas City in the last 10. Like, I, I don't know what to make of this. The Chiefs, are they're 4-1 against spread at home to New York. 9-1 against spread at home overall. 19 points, though. Like. Man. 19 points. I don't know how you can't take Kansas City to win this game. But I I, I don't know how you can really go 20 points. I, I'll take New York against the spread and I will take Kansas City to the, win the game. That's too many points for me. I, I think the Jets have shown enough that to get blown out like they were early in the year. I just don't see it happening. You guys can tell I'm fighting with this one a little bit as well, just like that Cleveland uh, Raiders game. But anyways, Kansas City to win the Jets to cover the spread. I'm sticking with it. Pittsburgh in Baltimore. This is the game of the week right here, in my opinion. Two good teams, 6-0, 5-1. Baltimore, four-point home phase. Pittsburgh's 8-2 against the spread as a road dog. 5-1 against the spread in their last six. 3-7-1 against the spread versus Baltimore, though. The under is 5-1 versus in Baltimore. The road team is 5-2 against the spread in the head-to-head. The underdog is 18-7-3 against the spread versus each other. The Ravens are 6-4 straight up versus Pittsburgh. 6-2-2 against spread versus Pitt. 12-4-1 against spread. 17-2 straight up. They are a perfect 5-0 against the spread versus the AFC North. This game has all the makings for a tight finish, similar to the Tennessee-Pitt game last week. I think Pitt ends up on the wrong side of the three-point game this week. I'll take Baltimore to win and Pittsburgh to cover the spread. Tennessee at Cincinnati, and all week, I, I might change that on Sunday to Baltimore to win and cover, but right now, I like that as a field goal game until I do a bit more research on them. Next game, Tennessee in Cincinnati. The Titans, they're 5.5-point road favorites. They're 5-1 Cincinnati, 1-5-1 and one on the year. Tennessee, 2 and 4 against spread, 7 and 1 straight up on the road, 1 and 5 against spread in Cincinnati, 11 5 straight up versus Cincinnati. The over is cashed in 4 6 Titans games. Under is 4 and 1 versus each other when the Titans and Bengals match up. The under is 5 and 1 in Cincy versus Tennessee. Road team is 7 and 3 against the spread versus each other. 5 and 2 against spread are the Bengals. Burrow being sacked a league high 28 times. Protect your fucking quarterback. I think that'll be the big issue Combined with Derrick Henry just going off against the Bengals run D I like Tennessee to win and cover that five and a half points this week the Chargers they're in Denver to face the Broncos LA they are five and one against spread one and four straight up three and seven straight up versus Denver four five and one against spread versus Denver 4-14 straight up versus Denver. 1-6 straight up in Denver. 9-3-5 against the spread in Denver. The underdog is 4-1-1 against spread in the head-to-head matchup. The road team is 13-5 and 2 against spread versus each other. The over is 5-1 in the last 6 when these two teams have met. The Broncos are 4-2 against spread. 12-6 against spread in their last 18 games. The Broncos just held Kansas City... 286 total yards and they held the Chiefs to 0 for 8 on third downs last week even though they did lose the game that was a lot on the turnovers and the lack of offensive ability I don't think the Broncos have that problem with the Chargers here this week I will take Denver to not only cover the three-point dog but to win the game outright Next up, New Orleans, four and a half point road favorites in Chicago. Four and two versus five and two. Five and two is the home Bears. They are six and 13 against spread, six and two straight up in their last eight. New Orleans, they're two and four against spread, eight and one against spread on the road, 14 and six against the spread versus NFC North opponents, four and one against spread versus Chicago. The over has cashed in. In all six Saints games so far might be the smartest play of the day right there is Thomas trying to work his way out of New Orleans I'm really starting to hear a lot more rumors swirling that Thomas might be trying to work a trade out now I don't see that happening this season but in the offseason don't be surprised if Thomas is no longer with the Saints I don't know if this is gonna be locker room trouble but he's already been suspended by the team one game this year I don't know what is going on there. I think that Chicago will cover the spread and New Orleans will win the game. San Fran, plus three on the road in Seattle. The Seahawks, five and one. The 49ers, they're seven and zero oh against spread on turf. Seven and one against spread as an underdog. They're six and one against spread on the road. They are 4-14 against spread versus Seattle though, 2-11 straight up versus Seattle, 1-8 straight up in Seattle, 2-6-1 against the spread in Seattle, 4-12-1 against the spread versus Seattle in the last 17. The Seahawks, they're 8-2 straight up versus San Fran, 0-4 against spread versus the NFC West though, Seattle's d has given up a record 2,875 fucking yards in six goddamn games this year. That is a record. Even the Dolphins' bad D, the Cowboys' bad D, the Jets' bad D over the last few years didn't give up that many fucking yards through six games. That is ridiculous. That is how Arizona was able to come back and stop Russell Wilson from being able to pull that game out of his ass against them last week. However... I do think Russell Wilson will have a field day with Lockett, and Metcalf, and the rest of the boys on the Seahawks offense, and they will put San Fran away. I think that they can win and cover the three-point spread. Don't be surprised if it's a push, though, as much as I just talked up Seattle. Dallas in Philly, wow, wow, wow. What a shitty fucking game this'll be. And it's the fucking Sunday nighter. How has this game not been flexed out for Baltimore and fucking Pittsburgh that is a goddamn joke there's no way you should have a two and five team facing off a two and four and one team on the fucking primetime game on Sunday night football it's my favorite fucking team I don't give a shit they don't deserve to be the Sunday nighter this game should be flexed to Baltimore Baltimore and Pittsburgh in my opinion anyways that's my rant about the Sunday nighter Dallas, they're 0-6 against spread, 6-4 straight up and against spread versus Philadelphia. 0-5 against the spread on the road. The fave is 7-2 against the spread in this head-to-head matchup, however. Philly is 2-5 against spread, but they're 5-1 straight up versus the NFC East. And that seems to be the only teams that Philly might beat this year. Which is a good thing, because it'll give them the... Division and an undeserving playoff spot with a shitty ass record, but so be it. That's what it is this sh- year, I guess. We have had bad teams. What well, was Seattle? Seven and nine won the division one year. So if you can push to that, at least you won't be the worst team in history to win a division. You'll be tied. <laughs> Anyways, the Eagles. Dak Prescott gone. Dalton's a question mark. The Cowboys could be down to their third string fucking quarterback. I don't even know the kid's fucking name to tell you the truth. I didn't think I'd have to fucking research the third string quarterback for the fucking Cowboys this year. I never... The thought never even crossed my fucking mind. So I can't even tell you the kid's name. And for that reason, I'm going to take the Eagles to win and cover. That is the only logic when these two teams are facing each other. I don't care who you're a fan of. i got a lot of friends who are Cowboys fans. And we just sit there and look at each other and laugh. Like, how the fuck can either of our teams fucking win this game? We actually fight with each other about whose team's going to blow it and fucking lose the game. So the other person's team can win the game, that's how bad these two teams have been, I so I have no logic, I, I'll roll with Philly and the nine points just because Dallas, they're probably going to be down to a third string quarterback and all the other issues going on, their porous defense, once might actually be able to do something for a game, we will find out, Tampa Bay at the Giants, that's your Monday nighter, this is going to be a shocker for you guys, Tampa, the Bucs, 10.5-point favorites. They are 2-8 straight up versus the New York Giants. 2-7-1 against the spread versus the G-Men. 1-8 straight up in New York when they face the Giants. The over is 5-0 oh in the head-to-head matchup. The underdog is 3-1-1 one and one against the spread versus each other. The G-Men, they are 4-2 against the spread. They are 1-7 straight up. They are 1-8 against the spread at home. 4-1 against the spread as underdogs. What the Giants have traditionally done to Brady over the years, and to see the trends with what the Giants have done to the Bucs over the years, I am picking this as my upset special of the week. On both the point spread and the straight up win. I think the Giants win and cover this game. They'll win it by a point and there'll be some stupid fucking reason that they do. Because they have no business even competing with Tampa. Just one of those days it's going to be in my opinion. I will take the G-man to win and cover the spread. That's my week 8 NFL 2020 football picks. Peace.